recorded live from the radio studios of WFAY and WMRV. Andrew Lona's Media presents Cumberland County's Smartest Hour of Talk Radio. Welcome back to another edition of The Carolina Cabinet. Cancel culture is not welcome here. You're listening to the Conservative Carolina Cabinet, Eastern North Carolina's most offensive talk show to the freeloading left. Well, and good morning and welcome to the Carolina Cabinet. I'm your host, Peter Pappas. Here on the Cabinet, we aim to show a common sense approach to politics, and we will always be on the right side of the issues. This morning, we'll discuss the news and the newsmakers around our wonderful city of Fayetteville and the great state of North Carolina. We're going to play a little music and definitely have some fun with our Cabinet members. Joining us this morning are Pastor Joshua Goodman. Good morning, everybody. The beautiful and talented Carrie Jackson. Hey. Carrie. And my troublemaker-in-chief, Christina Adoes. <laughs> Good morning. Liberty or death. <laughs> yes. And also joining us today are our special guests, Alex Rodriguez and incumbent Kathy Jensen running for Fayetteville City Council District 1, Maria Benavente, incumbent for City Council District 3, and finally but not le- least, last, Dino Hondros, incumbent for City Council District 9. Woo! We appreciate you tuning in and spending time with us this morning. You're listening to us on Carolina Country 100.1 and The River 106.5. So just in case you missed an episode of our top-rated show, top-rated. you can find us on Google, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast broadcaster. So please don't forget to like, share, or follow us on your favorite social media outlet. You can just search for us at The Carolina Cabinet. So don't go far. We'll be right back with The Carolina Cabinet. Since 2012, Joshua Goodman has been the senior pastor at the Cliffdale Christian Center, 
a dynamic church and ministry located in West Fayetteville. Join our friend, Pastor Goodman, for a podcast or a live sermon in person at 6427 Cliffdale Road. Now, for today's good news, here is Joshua Goodman. Well, good morning from the All-American City. This is Pastor Josh, and have I got some good news for you. In a time when so many want to unpack, talk about, discuss all the problems, circumstances, and situations, all the negative junk, I've got good news for you. Guys, listen now. We don't have to look very far to see the shape of the world we live in. Terrorist attacks, murder, rape, kidnapping, war, the list goes on and on. To say the least, the world in which we, the time in which we live can be very dark and can be very, very ugly. You ask me, Pastor, <laughs> that doesn't sound like very good news. I'm getting there. First Peter 5, 7 says this, cast your cares on me. That is your anxieties and all of your worries, all of your concerns, for he cares about you. With the deepest affection, he watches over you very carefully. Friend, you can trust your Savior. He has the deepest affection for you. He watches over you. You can cast your cares upon him. You can trust him with your deepest worries, cares, and concerns. This is the challenging part, though. The question is, can you Just let go and let God. Can you place your problems in his hands? Can't talk about you, but I can talk about me. That is one of the most challenging things for me. But ask yourself, how much time do you waste? How much time do you waste on worry? How much time do you waste on doubt and on fear? I don't know the number to that, but I can tell you this. It's too much. It's too much. And we only have one life and we don't have time to waste in the worry, in the anxiety, in the doubts, in the fears, especially when we can place all of those things in the caring hands of our Savior. This is Pastor Josh, and that is your good news. And welcome back to the Carolina Cabinet. Good morning. I'm here with Pastor Josh, yes, Christina uh, Arawes, Carrie Jackson. Where'd she go? She just stepped away. God. Okay. Yeah. She never takes those cues, does she? Special guest this morning, Dino Hondros, incumbent, District 9 City Council. Welcome, Dino. What? Good morning. Thanks for having me. As we say, Kalimera. Kalimera. We've said, we've, we've dropped a little bit of Greek in here once in a while, so... So no, uh, is he Greek? Uh, he looks it really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't have the shirt open like I do yeah, yeah, with you know. the gold chain. Yeah, yeah, oh my yeah. goodness! <laughs> it so, is slightly open. I do see so, some yeah. hair, and there yeah. is there is a gold chain. No, actually, it's it's not much different. <laughs> so okay, so for everybody listening, yes, uh, I did grow up with Dino in the Greek church and community. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Dino. I'll let you take this one, and then the cabinet's going to get right on you with some questions. Well, uh, good morning again. First and foremost, all thanks to God. Thank you to Andrelonis Media, and thank you to the Carolina Cabinet for having us. I am a Fable native by way of Greece. Both of my parents immigrated from Greece. I was born right here at Cape Fear Valley, uh, first-term council member, or as I like to uh, affectionately call us, freshman. Um, 
Fresh meat. First, yes. <laughs> first, first and foremost, I'm a son of God, son to James and Elaine Hundros, brother to Olga and Stella, husband to my lovely wife, Liza, and a father to our son, James. And, and they're my why. Uh, and ultimately, you know, we're just trying to leave Fayville a little bit better than we found it. Okay. All right. So uh, contested uh, little race you've got going on there. I don't know who your opponent is. I've never met, seen, heard from. Uh, but regardless, why Dino? Well, um, experience matters, even though I don't have the illustrious um, experience of some of my colleagues on council that have been there for mm-hmm. double digit years. Um, I'm, I'm a bit of an overachiever. So even though this was a shortened uh, term, we're going to finish up with a year and five months instead of a two year term. The previous council had an extra seven months, but I feel that um, in a year and five months, I've I've learned a solid two years worth of uh, <laughs> processes and procedures. So, but you have a ton of boards, though. I feel right. like you're you're underrating yourself here. You were it, really involved in the city and county on different boards, and and you knew the processes from those those types of events. W- what boards have you served on before that? For how long? With the city, it was the Stormwater Advisory Board. Uh-huh. I was there for about four and a half years. I had to resign the last six months when I got elected. Uh, I actually chaired that board for. I think about three of those years um, served on the UDO task force. Um, that was a, a combination of um, lay people, citizens, as well as um, there was two liaisons. I think uh, council members at the time, uh, Johnny Dawkins and um, DJ Hare, um, as well as there was uh, commissioner liaisons too. I think I think uh, Commissioner Adams was on that board. Um, but yeah, so since then the mayor, since getting elected, he appoints all the, the committees. Um, so he, I chair the city council stormwater committee. Now I'm on the, um, homeless and, um, uh, mental health committee that councilman Benevente chairs and I'm on the, um, housing committee udo task force okay i do have a question about city board so is there a start and stop point with people citizens applying to be on these boards or is it kind of a rolling throughout the year typically they uh we appoint in the spring and the fall mm-hmm. um but sometimes uh if someone needs to resign for personal reasons or um whatever then there'll be a vacancy and we appoint to fill the vacancy okay. but usually it's in the spring like around march april and then uh september 30 usually um they'll they'll take applications like 60 days prior it's all online okay yes 26 those are the citizen advisory boards and commission there's about 26 or 28 different ones and i i'm a big advocate i always recommend for citizens there's one for every uh whatever your interests are or your passion uh there's a woodpecker advisory board there's zoning and planning there's a citizen uh, advisory board for police. There's parks and recs. Mm-hmm. So Let's get down to your passions yeah. and everything. You've been on council. You said the abbreviated year. You've gotten two years of experience in less than a year here. Um, what is your passionate project? What are you pursuing right now? Well, last year we kind of ran on public safety, workforce housing, and homelessness. This year we're running on economic development, attainable housing, and public safety. Um, so to that end, um, last year with public safety, you know, we have a new police chief now. We also, um, in in our first term, got, uh, or in the last 14 months, not only did we get a consensus to um, design an OCS, uh, but we also funded in the budget, funded the director position. So OCS meaning? Uh, Office of Community Safety. Okay. All right. Um, and that will be kind of the roadmap. Once we hire that, once we fill the director position, it can help us build out that um, 
Apply now. It's that, online. Yeah. <laughs> That'll help it's us build out that. k That. Uh, that um, okay. So what? Uh, so those are the things you're working on and you're pursuing passionately. Uh, what constituent feedback have you had being in the seat? What do your emails look like per day? Oh gosh! Besides There's a lot, I was like, actually going to ask the exact There's, same thing, oh. especially since you're my city councilman. I was, I was wondering that. <laughs> There's dozens to hundreds, depending okay. on how light the day is okay. or not. But um, we get calls from. Um, some are as mundane as, hey, I didn't get my trash picked up today. And others are more serious, like, hey, there's a code violation or, hey, there's some suspicious activity going on. And, um, you know, maybe they reported it, maybe they didn't. And right. so they either um, look to us to make the initial report or they look at to us to elevate the report they've already filed. So. so on a lighter note, maybe anything that you found comical the last year that you got reported reported to you did anything stand out um it's not so much comical i don't i don't take any of it comically but but um you know kind of like in real estate when someone calls us and asks us for advice you advise them the way you know how but Mm -hmm. there's several realtors you know (laughs) hundreds thousands right we each have a different personality and sometimes you're just not the best fit for that Mm -hmm. client and in that career in that field we can kind of say hey you know maybe i can refer you to this person might be better here whether you voted for me or not whether you know whatever the concern is big or small i'm i'm your person right so you, you don't have that that freedom but you know i say that to say this for 46 years of my life i was a, a citizen a taxpayer like everyone else i too had my trash you know not picked up not picked up right and my first thought was hey call there's a number call it and they'll come fix it. I, I never right. thought to call my council person right. but some, some people, people do, do. And, and that's right. you know you have to w- deal with that and i i try to um, obviously facilitate that, but I also try to say, hey, look, you know, sometimes I'm in meetings from like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. I may not get to your message right, right. till the next business day or, or later that evening when the offices are closed. If you just call the number or use the uh, use the app, the, you know, the, the Faith Fix It app, yeah, uh, it's, it's pretty instantaneous. It doesn't matter. Some people think that if they call the council member that it gets elevated to something <laughs> right, or, right, or there's right. quicker actions well, really no Fayetteville is a big little town so right. you know we're going to go to the guy we know and you're right. the face so hello you know right, right. And, that's why and I, I don't think, mind you know. I'm just trying to <laughs> Uh, make it as efficient for everybody and as I'm possible. I'm not suggesting that you don't take your charge seriously. It's just there has to be, you know, we always have that one customer at the restaurant or the real estate oh, yeah. client that always stands out yep. as the Karen Wait, you're or a pastor. Kyle. What do you have? Me? Me? People are my job. Do you have a counseling session, <laughs> pastor? <laughs> People are my job. And not everybody's nice. I'm no. curious, you know, the Dino of 2021, when I was furiously Facebook messaging you to run, um, what would you go back and do differently now that you have the knowledge you have now? Would you change anything and how you came on the council? Any- not, not a whole lot. Um, you know, it, it, it's what we're doing here is not rocket science. So um, the more, and that's why I'm a big advocate of the city's advisory boards and commissions, because it's just about learning the processes and the procedures. Um, you know, a lot of folks will speak to the transparency of the city or lack thereof. And a lot of times, um, you know, the information is there. We just don't know where to look for it. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the things are on the uh, city's website. And even for me, I have trouble navigating it. Sometimes I have to call call a friend, you know, call the city staff liaison and say, hey, where can I find this? Because um, sometimes it's dug in there. But it, it, most of the info is readily available. Okay. Well, so we have a little bit of time left before the election. So where can people go to find out more about you, uh, learn about you? Go ahead. Give us your pitch. Um, you could 
find found out more about us on our website faithfirst.com that's f-a-y-f-i-r-s-t.com uh email me at dino d-e-n-o hondros h-o-n-d-r-o-s at um favelandc.gov um they can call the clerk's office 910-433-1992 and they know how to get a hold of us okay um or find Christine on Facebook. She has a direct <laughs> line to he, a council member. Well, it was sure. funny because there was a debate recently, and someone said, "Do you can you text Dino real quick and, and ask him this?" And I was like, "Actually, I, yes, I can." <laughs> well, again, big little town. So, yep. we, so with that, we'll be back with the Carolina cabinet. <laughs> Tastes like strawberries. On a summer evening And it sounds just like a song I want more berries And that summer feeling It's so wonderful and warm Breathe me in Breathe me out I don't And good morning. You're listening to the Carolina Cabinet. I'm your host, Peter Pappas. I'm here with Joshua. Yes, Pastor Josh. Uh, good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Christina. Yes, I'm still here. This troublemaker <laughs> in chief. I love that. Carrie, welcome. I'm back. You disappeared oh, for a minute. Yeah, I intro you and then you disappear. So, special guest this morning, incumbent, running for Fable City Council District. Three? That's right. Okay. I, I don't know why I want to say three or four. I don't, I, I don't know. District three so weird. It's all over the place. It's district three like spreads half the city. It's well, strange. Is the district all over or is our councilman all over the place? Both. I don't know. He's kind I'm of... trying to be. Okay. So, Mario, tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll hop right in. Absolutely. Good morning, everyone. Thanks so much for having me on the Carolina Cabinet. You guys are great. I uh, Lifelong Ooh. city of Fayetteville resident. Went to public school here throughout. I tell people now, Lucille Sowers Elementary, <laughs> Nick Charles Middle, uh, and finally E. Smith High School, class of 2008. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Golden Bulls. Went on to Carolina, did my undergrad the, the there. Bell's a good thing. Bell's a good yeah, thing. Bell's, yeah, bell's right. a good yeah, Sorry. We, we need to prep people with that. <laughs> yeah, they we do. They're 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 like, they're like, they're like, what, what do I do? <laughs> Go ahead. No, you're fine. You're fine. That's uh, applause. That's good to know. I... Uh, <laughs> You can applaud this. I took a long time to get out of undergrad. Uh, oh. My joke is that I got my doctorate uh, in undergraduate <laughs> studies because it took me like eight years. <laughs> okay, wow. okay to Tommy get, uh, Boy. They're, they're yeah, called exactly. doctors normally. Yeah. Um, but uh, ended up getting my head on straight, ended up in law school at North Carolina Central, passed the bar exam this past summer. Woo. So I'm hoping to practice law here in the city pretty soon. And, of course, been the city councilman for the past year and a half. Uh, really appreciate being able to work for my district. You know, one of my big decisions um, when taking the bar right after law school or not, or it fell on election day, actually, it was the same exact day last summer, I uh, decided that, you know, there's some issues in the realm of public safety that if you're worrying about them once you're in the courtroom, it's too late. There are some right. policy that's issues true. that we need to be working on in this city uh, well before uh, it gets to that point. And that's really what I ran on, uh, reforming public safety in the city because we've got to give our law enforcement a better shot. You know, we really set them up for failure a lot of times when we expect them to not just be police officers, but we expect them to be mental health care professionals. We expect them to be social workers. We expect them to be a hundred different a, things. A Swiss Army knife that's of right. a human being. Let me, let right. me just clarify. Yeah. So that's Please. what you ran on before or what you ran on now or both? 
before and again because we're okay. still working on those okay. issues. Uh, we're still trying to make sure that uh, the entire city recognizes that a lot of our crime really is based in issues of poverty, mental health crisis, and addiction. Yeah. Um, and talking with Chief Braden, I can say confidently that he agrees. If you can take those three things off my plate, he'd be oh, a much man. happier <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And so uh, I think that's going to be the difference maker and. um what we're seeing in a lot of our officers heading out to different cities, uh, they're heading out to bigger cities that have those wraparound services that mm-hmm. are uh, letting officers actually police and focus on that. Let me ask you that. Yeah, so you, we have people leaving. That's now, right. there was a candidate, I believe, for mayor that suggested we pay 30% more. Something like that, yeah. And I, I was yeah. like, where's the budget for that? I mean, are you looking at mm-hmm. retention for the police so that we don't at least so we don't lose our bench strength at that's least right. with that's what right. we have? And so that's what we did this uh, first budget that I passed. We made sure that we are trying to keep our officers who have we've trained and we've invested in to also stick around. We want them to invest in their own education. We have sort of a step ladder. Uh, the longer you stay, the more education that you have, we're going to pay you more. Uh, so we are, do have very competitive okay. salaries. Is there something else, maybe incentive? I know there's the uh, the what is the down payment assistance that it, as a citizen you're eligible for twenty thousand, but police AMT thirty thousand. That's exactly right. So yeah. we want to make sure that some of our neighborhoods that uh, mm-hmm. could certainly utilize um, and benefit from police presence, you know, right. living uh, mm-hmm. and, and knowing that community, um, have a chance to do so. And we've got young families we want to root here mm-hmm. that are members of our police department and our fire department as well. Uh, and we want them to start a family and root here in Fayetteville. So we open up those opportunities. We want to keep expanding that program to even more neighborhoods around the city so that we can remain competitive. Uh, but, you know, my biggest thing is that the you don't expect the EMS guy who's getting you to the hospital to also do the open heart surgery on you if right. that's yeah. the issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot more resources and a lot more expertise that we can lend to a lot of the public safety issues that is really going to get to the root of all the problems that we're seeing in uh, this city, especially considering, you know, uh, unfortunately, we're, we've gone past year over year the number of homicides yep. uh, in this city yep. as of this past weekend. Well, it, okay, so we have more people murdering each other. That is a matter of the heart. What I think everybody runs on public safety, and we want right. less shootings. And I do, too. Sure. But Where's how the, do we get the there? Community? We got Pastor Josh here. We got Carrie. And yeah. what do we do as citizens here? I started a community watch. Okay. That's huge. No, that's <laughs> right. I did. I did. Like two months ago. Yeah, I think that's oh, a major factor. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, when folks in a neighborhood know each other, you mm-hmm. know, when folks uh, are taking pride in their area uh you can keep your eyes out for you right. know um man that car is we've never seen that car here before you know you can kind of let mm-hmm. folks know we've had plenty of instances where tips from neighbors who are seeing something and saying something have led to real busts drug busts gun have busts. a lot of people adopted the uh is it fusis or whatever that network of ring cameras has have fusis. people adopted mm-hmm. that as citizens, do you see a lot of people signing up for that? Or do you I know anything about it? I, I, I'm familiar. You know, okay. certainly we have made it available for citizens who want to give that level of access to law enforcement. They can certainly do so. Um, ring cameras generally are absolutely, hugely um, worthwhile and prevalent. You know, I'm knocking doors out there every day um, and going around District 3 a year ago versus this year. I can tell you, I don't. It's rare to see a house without some kind right, of right, right. ring camera. Yeah, just, oh, awesome. you know, we brands, all we obviously. all want the government. You know, we're saying do something, councilman, do something. So I want to see are the citizens doing we, their part. We as citizens still have a, a weight to carry. Yeah. yeah, and I was gonna actually, I want to ask. So would you say that we are, and when I'm saying we, the the city of Fayetteville and the Cumberland County are leveraging the services that are provided by the nonprofit organizations that are getting those grants to provide those exact services that you're talking about. Are we leveraging that? 
effectively and then if not how can we do it better certainly you know we've got a big city that's growing bigger and bigger you know i think we're top four or top five in the state and one thing that we are very grateful for are our nonprofit partners are our non-governmental organizations that are doing great work the problem is that you know the they're few and far between we don't have as deep of a well as, say, the Triangle does when it comes to so many people starting nonprofits and being professionals when it comes to it being able to elevate um, you know, these issues in a way that we start to really see the needle move. We've got a few, and they've got huge hearts, and they've got huge passion. Uh, I think the more we're able to help them professionalize and grow, the better. Uh, but that, that's the biggest issue I see with our nonprofits in the area is that uh, we just need to level them up get them from being okay. at the college level to the graduate school level or the doctor right, level, however right. you want to describe so it. So do you see a way to nurture that? to attract? So your opinion is they do a good job. We can do better always. Certainly. Okay, but mm-hmm. what do we do to nurture to have more people? Well, you know, I had a little conversation with our ch- local chamber of commerce on this topic oh, a little while okay. ago. Right. And, um, you know, thinking about different ways that we can utilize the seminars that we sometimes mm-hmm. host for small businesses and some of the ways that we kind of connect um, current entrepreneurs to long-standing professionals mm-hmm. what does that look like maybe for nonprofits to also learn because the, okay. the only real difference well, between a for-profit and a non-profit exactly it's right still that's a my business point business yeah. that's my i point. think exactly i insulted right. somebody i was showing them a church sure. in real estate and i said well you know whatever business and they got really mad no, at me no no it's not like, an insult you are a church that that's is right. still a business right. sorry it's just where your profits go you just a little bit different yeah you still got to make a profit okay okay so you still got to pay rent, right. electricity. Pay rent PwC doesn't give me my, my electricity. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you get the taxes for <laughs> no, free either. No, no I, I don't. don't. You got to grow. You got to learn how to sustain that business and grow that business, whether it's for profit or nonprofit. Yep. Okay. All right. So, is there? So, what do you think about nurturing some other people, just with the chamber, maybe? I outreach? think that's one way. So, you partnering know, with private. That's exactly right. Okay. Um, just so that they have an idea of what it takes to be successful, to keep the doors open, to grow that employee base, if mm-hmm. that's uh, the way they're wanting to grow. Uh, and certainly, you know, the city has its role to play in making sure that not everyone feels like they've got to start their own thing and start from scratch right, right. you know what are some ways that we're giving the blue check mark to show that hey this is okay. a worthwhile yeah. organization that has uh, is a good place to learn and, okay. and to maybe you know if you're focused on um, issues of homelessness if you're focused on issues of housing you know here are some great groups that you can connect okay. with and learn the ropes and if you get to a point where you're so high up that you decide you want to branch off great but you're that much more prepared for that mm-hmm. uh, at that point uh, so we certainly have the mini grants that we are trying to make sure our community watches have all the things that they need to stay going. Uh, but we want those small groups to connect with actual, you know, right. nonprofits with treasurers so they can get even more money. You well, get the five thousand dollars. Is that also part of the community of health net? Should they I'm um, at the health net? Isn't that something where they should be able to help them get set up there? You know, Cumberland Health Net is someone we contract with for a lot of services. The county does as well. Um, they're definitely the big fish uh, when it comes to issues of um, social services Um, and as many people as we can get connected to them the better because the more sort of the squeaky wheel gets the warm they're the biggest pro in Fayetteville Mm -hmm. the The Cumberland Health Net technically operates in several counties and we're one of them we want to make sure that we're making enough noise to say hey come make sure you pay attention to this area just as much as all the other counties right okay Okay, so Mario thank you for coming this morning Uh, oh my goodness that's it that's it it goes goes, goes goes too quickly so please uh, tell us how we can find out more about you. Maybe put a couple bucks in the coffer. I don't know. Where can we learn more about Certainly. Mario Bay? Well, uh, MarioB.com is the first place you can go. Um, I'm pretty 
prevalent on Facebook. I don't do many of the other uh, social media, but definitely MarioB.com. If you go on the city's website, uh, you can find my content information there. I know I work for District 3, but I feel as though I work for the entire city. Uh, so any issues that you have going on, um, I'll make sure you get in touch with your council person. I'll make sure they're working for you, and I'll work for you just hey, you as You well. know I copy everybody yeah. on the email. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. You put them to work. And with that, we'll be back with the Carolina Cabinet. The Smartest Hour of Talk Radio will return after these important messages from our commercial sponsors. Welcome back to the Carolina Cabinet. I'm your host, Peter Pappas. I'm here with Carrie Jackson and hey, Christina Adawas. Good morning. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. It's nice to have you. And we're also here with Alex Rodriguez, running for Fayetteville City Council, District 1. Welcome, Alex. Well, thanks, Peter. Thanks, ladies, for having me. All right. Should be a good time, Alex. So Thanks. tell us, tell people listening a little bit about yourself. A little bit about myself. Um, retired military, stayed out here after getting out at Fort Bragg about a decade ago, just over a decade ago. Uh, just celebrated my 28th wedding anniversary. Oh, uh, father of two. Okay, congratulations. Grand, grandfather of two. Okay. And, uh, you know, small business owner with a small stable just north of town on 401 off Ramsey Street. And... Uh, what do you do? What is the business of a stable? What do you? We board. We board horses for people who okay. own horses, and we also provide. You know, we have a lesson instructor who gives private okay. lessons. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, see, I, I make sandwiches. The hell I know for a stable. So, <laughs> okay. okay. So, um, so you're running in District One against incumbent Kathy Jensen. Yes. Uh, she's been up there six terms, five terms. Are you related to her? Because you're both Greek, Peter. Are you guys well, related? You know, that's that's a very racist remark, ma'am. Oh. Just because we're Greek, we had to be related i don't know I i'm gonna ask wondering. carrie who she's related to <laughs> you do go to church together so, right? we do That's share the same you. church greek orthodox saints constantine and helen yes mm-hmm. we do know how to cook and we know how to dance ah. but uh we are not directly blood related so i just watched part of my my big fat greek wedding this yeah. morning that is our life <laughs> for sure so um so you're running against a, a pretty seasoned incumbent oh, yeah why what do you think you can do better? What, what, what was your why that was like, I can do it better, why? stronger, well, faster? I got tired of seeing on the sidelines complaining and watching things deteriorate. Okay. As everybody knows, things are deteriorating slowly, but nonetheless deteriorating here in Fayetteville. Um, I'm one for term limits at all levels of government. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just feel that as far as... But on city council, you won't city, have the option to change that. But you put in place the policies to reduce taxes reduce crime okay allow the police to be more proactive more no less reactive more proactive and put in those policies and as a police former police officer myself having done a year at sanford and two years at bladenboro okay uh i have the experience so what did their leadership do differently than what ours is doing to they give you the flexibility they kowtowed to the woke crowd they stood back during the riots and just... Are you talking about our city council or Sanford? Yes. No, I'm okay. talking about our city council. Okay. The city councils that the, blade, that the municipalities are are more conservative where I served. Okay. So, well, yeah. They, yeah, they don't kowtow to the woke crowd or the woke policies and, and, and let the police police. Mm-hmm. So... Well, we've changed. The uh, chief of police, Gina Hawkins, is no longer there. Oh we God. have a patrolman uh, through and through with yes. Tim Braden. Um, what specifically did... See, I want to know specifics. Okay. What did your opponent allow or in? Okay, she you know. she allowed Gina Hawkins to pretty much take over and remove a lot of the old 
the older leadership there mm-hmm. who, who quit and left in droves because of her policies of her, you know, I got to have 30 percent women in this mm-hmm. in this department. So was that a policy? It was her attitude because she she assumed control of all hiring once she went in. So mm-hmm. she had the final say. So she wanted more minorities and more women, specifically a 30% quota on women. Mm-hmm. So that discriminated. That's why the police department okay, so was also always short. You've mentioned because, that in other events I've met yes. you at, and I tried to be as respectful as I could be in those meetings. But you cited an article that was about three years old, two years old at that time, Fable Observer. One. She, it, it, it came it out one? last year. Okay. Yeah. It, it was not brand new because Chief Hawkins is gone. But yeah. you're talking – you I'm use one you. word, 30% mandate – it was basically Gina Hawkins with a national organization that was supportive of women in law enforcement saying, we want you to target 30% females in the force, and we also want you to right. make it a, a warm, a, a, a good environment, nurturing mm-hmm. environment yes. for females to excel. Absolutely. So it wasn't really a mandate. Uh, I'm curious, but, actually. So Carrie and just, I are both veteran females, right? Like, right. So yeah. we've served in mostly male environments, and mm-hmm. yeah, and we've me. we've had talks with police uh, in the mm-hmm. area, and the women police officers I've had to deal with here have been really respectful, mm-hmm. um, capable. They look fit. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't yeah. seen a chubby one where I was like, Ooh, yeah, I don't flirt right? with them because yeah, they're, and they're, they're they're yeah. honestly mm-hmm. some of them are real pretty, some are real mm-hmm. pretty yeah, too. They but are, but they I, seem I, real I competent, back. capable. So, have we? Does anyone know if we've had any complaints against any of the? I don't think we have. So I'm sure I'm, I'm sure they get in trouble just like we anybody have. else. Well, I mean, we, we have against the the one officer who was the liaison with the homeless. She's mm-hmm. had a lot of complaints. Um, I'm not saying women aren't capable. Mm-hmm. It's just she was so focused on that. And she de- she discriminated against perfectly capable. In, in no way am I accusing you of being men. saying the women are incapable. My point is I want to delineate between a mandate, which is like I said in another a meeting. Man, yes. You know, hey, where's the document that says you have to hire 30 percent women yeah. versus, no. versus this is just it was more just of a an incentive or a drive, yeah, um, right? Just a more of a a push. Yes. A, but how to, to in, that, in that in that attitude, how many qualified males were declined mm-hmm. in a department that was critically short of officers right. in general? Do we know if any males were actually declined or or that yes they were because it feels like you only get declined if you don't meet the requirements. No, there's plenty of qualified males. Because I mean, they have so many slots. It's not yeah. like so there were. And that's and that's I don't, I don't see how they could turn away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. We've, they we've turn had away. A def- but how can we turn away if we have a, a deficit, ongoing deficit? I don't. Exactly. I do not see that. Mm-hmm. And then we have the well, ability to pay. But so remember, ladies and gentlemen, we have a new police chief. So yeah, even with whatever policies they're over with, right? And Chief Braden, you know, he's. The jury's still out on him with me as far as you know. okay. a lot of officers that I talk to in the police. They like him. Right. He's great. Okay. He's a street guy. He's yeah. a street guy. Yeah. And that's exactly he's what we need. He's paid his dues. Yes. yes. So, kind of authoritarian, if you ask me. But, well, you know. I think he's been shot a few times, too. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to give him a little bit of grace for that. Uh, uh, okay. He is, he is right, so, on that curfew, right, so, man. He is on that curfew. Are you it, on that curfew, no, Alex? I, I am not on that curfew. Okay. No, because it's targeting. Because Kathy Jensen's on that curfew. She is. I'm targeting... 18 to 25 and 18 to 30 year olds, mm-hmm. not teenagers who commit most of the crime after school and not 
after midnight. Right, right. So I'm well, targeting the criminals. Granted, not, the curfew idea was very flawed. My yes, thing with it was, was you know, we was asked the police right. chief, we asked the police, please help us, help mm-hmm, us. And then mm-hmm. he brings one one proposal, and it's like, no, screw you. We don't like you. We don't like that. It's like, come on, guys. We but asked he has them. it back down. He has it no, back down. No, no, the curfew no, is my problem. In his opinion. Well, I think yeah. he's tired of, um, from what I hear on the other side, is that I think he's tired of having to, you know, give that hard that hard uh, disclaimer or give that mm-hmm. hard informa- that information. Mm-hmm. Well, Kathy is for the curfew, and she's also against releasing the body cam footage of that recent gentleman who shot and killed himself with his hands behind his back. Where do you stand on that, Alex? I'm for it. I'm for it. Just with the Jada Johnson report. So you're for report. releasing it without yes. vetting it, so that way we can incite further violence? No. no. <laughs> Sounds like a great the, idea to me. Because then the police should crack down on that further violence. Okay. okay. I mean, you have a so, right to fr- your first expression. I, 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 I was going to say a few minutes ago, um, <laughs> since we have a new police chief, Alex, maybe you don't need to run because all the problems are fixed. No, <laughs> they're not. So let's really? talk about other parts of uh, why uh, you're uh, running. Is what I was getting at. the murders gone down? Well, no. What can what can Kathy Jensen do about the murders? Nothing. What can you do about the murders? Say. I can let the police say, okay, what do you want to do? She so, doesn't know what. To, so she, when's the last time she was on a on a ride along? Okay, uh, that I don't know. Exactly. Do you know? When was the no, last I, time you were on a ride along? Uh, when I did patrols. Ooh, but, do, but do they? I'm just saying. Oh, sorry. Like, even if she was on a ride along, do you think she'd see the reality, or they would no. pick and, cherry and pick what they want look, her to she's see? A, she's a nice lady. She I, is. Kathy, she's a no. nice lady. Mm-hmm. I just think that she's out of touch with your average Fayetteville. Right. She's out of touch. Okay. Because she's not getting hurt by the current economy. Okay. She, you know, she lives in a nice. Well, neighborhood. How is she not hurt by the current economy? Because she's independently wealthy. Is, is okay. she? I mean, she's got a business, but you still, I mean, you still have to be able to afford the dresses. Yeah, so if other people can't afford things, you're not yes, going to, I'm going to go get the discount dress at TJ Maxx. She's co-president of Keith Enterprises. They own okay. a lot of real estate, local real uh-huh. estate. Me too, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> so am I independently wealthy? I don't know. Do you see this shirt? That's I, that I, Greek I have, coming I out right there. I got grease stains on me. I mean, uh-huh. I wear an apron every day. But she lives in King's Grant. Do you live in King's Grant? I don't live in King's Grant. No, but I pay cash for my house. There's regular homes in King's Grant, too. They're not all but You know, something I noticed today in the Fayetteville Observer is how District 1 is getting a whole lot of businesses built up there development. Yes. There's a do lot you, of do you, Would you credit that to her? Whereas like District 2 where Sheila Ingram's got a lot of businesses have pulled out. Well, for right now, they're That's all because it's safer. Point. Right now, it's safer, but we're starting to get in the, in the lower end neighborhoods. You're starting to get a lot of bleed over mm-hmm. in crime and homelessness from, <clears throat> from the, other, the surrounding districts, District 2 and 3. Okay. You don't get that. Um, she's not getting. It. She lives in a gated community, so she doesn't get that. So but we I, need to uh, stop the crime before they start bleeding over to the rich neighborhoods. Yes, basically. <laughs> is, that, is that what you're saying? <laughs> that's yeah, that's what you just said. Yeah. Yes. I, you know, my opponent last year said, you know, we need to basically. I said, so you want to wall off Aaron Lake? Is that what you want to do? <laughs> oh, he didn't like that at all. <laughs> I don't so, want to wall it off. Okay, but I so want to keep crime, the crime, city crime. Safe. The thing is, you're you're not the Cape Crusader. You can't no. get in there and fix this. To the Not extent that I think a lot of people no. are misled to think that one person can make the no. change. I want to know, what are you going to do to okay, let me foster ask, more let, business? Let me ask you this. What has she done to reduce crime? What has she done to reduce crime? Ladies, that's a that's a good question. And she's been there ten years. Okay. I mean, she would say she's voting for the curfew, and that would reduce crime. Well, I, you know, and I think the un, the unfair the unfair she image of that is if she can water. reduce crime, then she has the Shots ability spotter. to increase crime. Spotter technology is utterly useless. Yeah, we, well, we know that well, as military folks, yes, but um, so but, you know, she goes to the key club meetings at the good schools. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't. I don't. I don't know if if, if there's something we could all figure out that she's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this right. isn't. Let's, look, let's go to. Let's again, go to the you are running it for council, not against Kathy. Yeah. That, yes. That is mm-hmm. the thing. So, what? Uh, please what explain that do? to District One. Please well, explain that to District One. What can you do to bring the next uh, the next job producer? What are you going to do with economic you, you have, development? The in economic development. You have to make it more friendly. Obviously, you got to lower taxes because the taxes are is okay. It's lower you. what taxes? The, the business taxes and the property taxes. All right. So I don't pay business license fees any longer. The okay. city used to make $1 million on license fees. They d- did away with the program about 15 years ago. Okay. So I pay my property tax and personal property tax and okay. business property tax. So what, as a city councilman, do you have a role to reduce? Personal and business property taxes. I don't think that's within your purview. Why not? That they is just raised state them, they did not. and county. Yeah, but they just raised them they based off of They referendum. raised them because yeah. the people based voted with the referendums that, that you... they supported. I didn't well, it's okay. not... I wrote against it, as a matter of fact. I op-edited against it. But okay. because in these referendum meetings right. that they were having, which were sparsely attended, you only get one side of the story. Right. But you don't I, get the other side of the story. Well, they did talk about raising the taxes inside of those referendum meetings. Well, I just want, I'm just i trying to point out that not one man oh, yeah, or no, woman not, can... No. Can effectively talk about raise that. or lower No, stuff. you have to build the cons- okay. consensus. Okay. But, I would like so, to see more split votes, though, okay. where she votes along with a whole bunch of other people. That'd okay. be interesting to see. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, well, what about the home? You were because well, you had brought up a, a good thing um, probably when we were trying to look at some stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, last last week in the um, forum, uh, you had mentioned about how the homeless should be put to work. Quote: We're going to use the homeless. Offer. Yes, the homeless, how use, yeah, how would we use them, the homeless? Offer them employment, either, you know, do various tasking. Oh, so we're the not time. putting them on chains. And no, making, we're not. Okay, <laughs> all right. It's, it's not a chain. Like, use the homeless. It's, Alex, come on, bro. what if they brother, already no. have <laughs> employment? Like, what if, what if they are working? Great. Then assist them with a further job emplacement, at least a temporary shelter. Provide them temporary roofing, temporary housing, maybe some medical services, maybe some dental services, psychiatric services. Mm-hmm. Through through tax money. See, one one thing that is going on at, at City Hall is they're wasting a lot of money. Okay. okay, they're wasting a lot of money that we could retarget it to, to more sensitive so, areas. Yeah. For example, the the watershed studies. You know that they, they raised that spending by a million dollars, but mm-hmm. the, the budget doesn't tell you who or where it's going. Right, consultants. So. Where can we learn more about you? Because if you have, do you have the details spelled out on a website or a blog or something that we can go and find out more about the specifics of they raise taxes, they spent money, it's not transparent. Do you have specifics cited? Yes, I have postings, various okay. postings on my Facebook site. Okay. I, I post constantly. Well, not constantly, but I do post about it. <laughs> he has a day job. I have a day job. Okay. Yes. I do post about it in my in my Facebook page a lot. And I discuss it in my my former okay. podcast. I don't do the podcast anymore. Okay. Um, and I, and I discuss these issues, and, and I'm available if you want to discuss it anytime on my phone yeah, number, email, yeah, no phone number, plug. My phone, yeah, phone number nine one zero five seven eight one nine seven four. Okay. www alex for fanc at yahoo.com and jose alex rodriguez on facebook Woo-hoo. all right okay way to well, go alex thank you for coming today thank and you thank you we'll be right back with carolina county Well, and 
and welcome back to the Carolina Cabinet. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. I feel like I'm getting whiplash on this show today. It's <laughs> in and out, in and out. So uh, here on the Carolina Cabinet this morning, we have Pastor Josh, Christina, Carrie, and special, very special guests. Athena. <laughs> the goddess. Athena. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Kathy. Good morning. Thank and thank you. you for your years of service. Thank you. Just, you. You've, it's awesome. So, Kathy, uh, you are the Those incumbent are uh, for District 1, and you've served for th- three, four, help me. Don't out, age her. Five terms. I'm not aging. I didn't ask her when she graduated high school. I'm in my 10-year anniversary. Okay. okay. Yes. Ooh. December so, of this year will be 10 years. So, for the very few people in Fayetteville that don't know Kathy, tell us about you and... So my name is Kathy Keith Jensen, and I put I put Keith in there because I found out about ten years ago that people thought Kathy Keith was one person and Kathy Jensen was another person. <laughs> so I found that out when I first started to run. So I had right. to put Kathy Keith Jensen. I'm born and raised in Fayetteville. Moved over to the north side of town when I was six months old. My parents moved out there when it was not cool to move out right. there. Mm-hmm. Um, Ramsey Street was a two-lane road, and we were the second house in Kenwood. Grew up on the north side of town, went to, you know, Long Hill, Pine Forest um, Junior High, Pine Forest High School. Worked in the family business since I was six years old. My dad started the trophy house and then decided that he wanted to branch out into all these other things. And I always say if he would have had more kids, we would have had more businesses. He worked, he worked us. He was an Irish man, but worked us like a Greek father. Yes, he, did. He, yes, he, he, did. he was an honorary Greek. Um, my mother came from Greece, and my dad came from Massachusetts. He was a soldier. So I am a military um, spouse. My husband served in the military for 26 years. I'm a military brat. I am a mother of... All together, we have six children, two grandchildren, and I have um, a business owner at 40. I decided to do my dream job and opened up an affair to remember. And at 48, I decided that something was going on in my neighborhood, and I didn't like it. And Andrew Barksdale called me up. My brother said, you know, I think you should run for city council. What do you think? (laughs) And I was cooking dinner. and. Andrew Barksdale called me up and said, I heard there was a rumor. I was like, yeah, that would be my brother, Jimmy. (laughs) He was like, are you thinking about running? I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to run. Didn't discuss it. Didn't do anything. And my youngest was looking at me and I said, I think mama's getting ready to do a campaign. Mm -hmm. So that was it. And and that was history. Soccer mom candidate i believe back i was then. a pta was that, mom was that the pta mom yes i was a football mom i don't know if that was a derogatory thing from your opponent or you just ran with it well it wasn't for my opponent which was very interesting that um so we had the big chamber debate okay and my brother jimmy sat me down for two days long and just nailed me you know this is this this is that this so i wouldn't look like an idiot up <laughs> okay. there which i did and they said, the last thing that I said, I said, you know, I have served on every PTA that you can imagine from my kids being from, you know, zero to Jake right. had just graduated. So Bill Kirby wrote in the paper that, also, you know, we're, we don't want to hear about the PTA mom. <laughs> So oh, why not? Bill. That's tough. Wow. I'm sorry. I don't. I, most people oh. don't want to deal with PTA moms. That's a that yeah. takes strength. That, that is well, the precursor to Karen. So we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, so I read this at two o'clock in the morning okay. on the internet. I picked up that phone and called my brother Jimmy and said, 
I will not have this. This is da da da. Woke my husband up, was screaming all over the house. How dare him? How dare him? Right. So I wrote this op-ed that was probably five paragraphs long. And if you're a mom, you will understand this. I always say to people, and, you know, people that serve with me know I say this. Wait your 24 hours. Do not yep. write anything. Yep. Do Don't not say in. anything. You know, yes. Even my kids, you know, would be like, take it to the car. Mm-hmm. Don't say anything. Just wait till we get to the car. Well, there was no waiting 24 hours. There was no. And my brother was like, at, now this was at four in the morning. And my brother said, are you sure you want to send this? You know, <laughs> you have to realize. And I was like, send. Uh-huh. Well, lo and behold, it went out. And the women and the PTA moms just had a field day mm-hmm. with them. So um, I always say that I will give Bill Kirby the credit of me winning the first time because <laughs> that's her the origin women, story. Like, yes, yeah. wow. yes, the women came, and it was really interesting. Okay. I had people from Raleigh call to interview me about it. Okay. So shifting gears a little a, bit, we got a we got a campaign to talk about. Yeah, so, that says a know, lot, though, that we, she's about all the women, and then her her opponent, opponent on the other hand, uh, hire more men for cops. Hire more men. He's not about women for his police, no. or maybe yeah. I do see his point to an well, extent. I think right? since he was denied, Equality. then that means they're yeah. denying all males. I'd like to see numbers. So. At any rate, so, Kathy, um, you did hear your opponent a little earlier, so you're welcome to just tell us. So what I will say, I I will say the world has changed since Mm -hmm. 2020. It it has completely turned upside down. And, you know, um, I was serving as mayor pro tem during 2020 through 2022, and nothing was normal nothing was normal and we were learning as we go as even in zooms people not being able to come to have meetings so everything was changing and in the police world and public safety world people were leaving and we were having a hard time recruiting and getting people so i will say to you i am always always for women to have a chance to be at the table always but you have to be able to do the job and to be able to um, keep to the perform. station. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. I, I really don't care if you're a man or a woman, mm-hmm. but a woman needs to have the opportunity well, and we have to be at the, a couple of veterans right here absolutely. that I think would not disagree with you. And that's what absolutely. we said to him. Yes. <laughs> and you know, and, you know we have quotas for everything. Just because you have a quota doesn't mean that that's how it's going to be. Yeah. You have to be able. You have to be qualified. Mm-hmm. So if you are qualified to do the job, I will tell you, um, back in 2019, I don't know if anybody remembers this, my brother Jimmy and I were down getting our season tickets at the Woodpeckers game. Okay. And there was a, they thought there was an active shooter. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they came in, I was sitting in the office and they said, I've heard something very disturbing. There is an active shooter at city hall. So I was like, Oh my. And I walked out to, I was walking out to make a phone call. Mm -hmm. Well, before I could even get halfway through the door, somebody was pulling me back and said, no, it's in the building we're in. Mm -hmm. So they locked us down and everything. But what was interesting, if you looked at the paper the next day, I don't know if anybody remember, there was this woman, and I still have a picture of her, mm-hmm. and she has her gun, and she ha- and she 
came out Mm -hmm. and she was the one that was protecting us and we didn't even know that she was out there but she was first on the scene right well, yeah, I, I do remember that. That was it. Looked pretty fierce that yeah. photo. It, she, it, yes, she was loaded. Yeah. For, I think yeah. she was loaded for bear to yeah. say the yeah. least. She, <laughs> she, 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 she was, was ready not to yeah. laying yeah, around, and not. I felt no. very safe after she I saw that. She was the woman you wanted in that situation, <laughs> for absolutely. Sure, so. And I got to meet her. Okay, I did. I got to meet her about a year later. Okay. So campaign issues, what do you see in your district? Uh, challenges or things you'd like to continue working on? Things you're passionate about? So, um. Well, everybody knows that I'm very passionate about the youth. Um, So when I first got on council, we reactivated the um, Fateville Cumberland Youth Council. We collaborated with the city and the the city, collaborated with the county and the school board. So that has been going strong for almost nine years now. And um, we've been number one in the state seven years in a row. So, yes, we have had um, most... Four years, we've had the top student, top youth council member in the state, and we got the first person in the whole state on a national level up in Washington. And now it has become, and they're from Fayetteville. God bless you. And they're holding big positions. So we take them to Washington, and we teach them things. So that's my big thing. But we're here to talk about District 1. Yes. I will tell you what our biggest pro- our biggest challenge in District 1 is. Number one, the reason why I'm here late is, mm-hmm. you know, got in a wreck. Traffic. Traffic. Traffic, <laughs> traffic is insane, and people just will not slow down. Mm-hmm. But growth. Mm-hmm. We are growing faster than any district right now mm-hmm. in the city of Fayetteville. Well, you all just announced a big development that was on a, a lot of nothing for the last 50 years. Yes. I mean, they, there's not. it's not even even with the road. They have to bring in dirt. They're bringing it. in a lot of dirt, and that and that is that is what is happening over on the north side of town. Is what people don't realize there is a lot of, we have acreage over there, but there has to be a lot of fill on a lot right, of these right. pieces of land, which nobody would really they weren't interested in because it was going to cost so yeah. much to mm-hmm. fill it. But now people are coming in, and you know, my understanding just to fill that one lot is going to be like five million dollars. Right, right. And they're not even... Is any of that incentivized by the governor? Is that all private enterprise deciding we want to be here? That's the beauty of it. Right. They're not asking. They're not... So when when Amazon came, the only thing they asked of us, the only thing they asked of us is to have a bus stop and to name the road. Wow. So, you know, so I think people need to realize that people are coming here. They want to be here. So okay. then, I, real quick, what are you doing for District 1 to be able to get the business there? Because I've always thought that you have some, like, magic powers to bring these people there <laughs> to District 1 because it's doing well, so well. I am the Greek. goddess in yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am Greek. Greek. <laughs> <laughs> Greek goddess. The yeah. Greek goddess. Yeah. Um, so what I will say is, you know, the north side of town, we are very fortunate because we have been developing for the past 20 years. So a lot of our issues are not the same of what is going on in Fayetteville. Um, we're, I say we're the guinea pigs. We got the mediums before anybody else. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what was so funny, before I was even on council and even thought about being in council, I was so engrossed in District 1 that I had DOT call me and say, so tell me your thoughts. I was like, why are you calling me? He's like, well, you're a business <laughs> you're owner. A business I, I yeah. want to yeah. know right. what are your thoughts. But I will say 
that um, even before I was on council, I was very involved in District One. So we have fl- we have flowers in front of Methodist University mm-hmm. because they came and told us what they were doing. I was like, we can't have that ugly. We we don't want right, that. Right. So we went to Methodist. You know, and th- like I said, I wasn't even a council person. And Methodist said, you know what, we can we can do that. We can. Mm-hmm. So it was all about collaboration and partnership. So right. that is what gets us moving. Well, we wish you continued success, and if anybody needs to learn about you, Kathy Jensen for Council, what do they find? So you can find me on my website is votekathyjensen.com. I'm on Facebook, Kathy Jensen for City Council District 1. I am on Instagram, Kathy Jensen for Faye. I'm on Twitter, All Kathy Keith Jensen. <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn, Kathy <laughs> Keith Jensen. Do your boys help you well, with all that, or do you well, do all that? I have someone that helps me. <laughs> well, well, you all, you know, I always have a great time on the cabinet, and I want to say a special thank you to my fellow cabinet members, Pastor Josh, yes, Miss Carrie Jackson, and Christina hey. Adoes. Mm-hmm. Special thank you to all of our guests this evening, especially Kathy Jensen, for joining us this evening. So do us a favor and take time this week to visit one of our commercial sponsors and let them know you heard their message right here on the Carolina Cabinet. If somehow you miss an episode of our top-rated show, top-rated. find us on your favorite podcast broadcaster, either Apple, Spotify, or Google. Find us on social media. Just type the Carolina Cabinet and click that like button. If you prefer to contact us via email, that is thecarolinacabinet at hotmail.com. Hotmail. Thanks again for tuning in this morning, and until next time, we are the, the Carolina, Carolina Cabinet. Cabinet.